0: On this day, eight years ago, four demolition workers needlessly lost their lives. Mick Collins, Ken Cresswell, Chris Huxtable and John Shaw were all killed when the boiler house at Didcot A power station collapsed and they were consumed by thousands of tons of steel. Now, when I think of that day, I like to tell myself that the four men were here one moment and gone the next, that they knew nothing and they felt nothing, that it was all over in an instant. There was no prolonged pain or suffering. The same, sadly, cannot be said of the friends and family they left behind. They were initially forced to endure some seven months before the remains of their loved ones returned home. And that was bad enough. But they've since been forced to endure eight years of an investigation that has delivered not a single finding, prompted not a single prosecution, nor provided a single ounce of closure. Eight years on, we do not know the precise cause of the accident that killed those four men. What I do know, because I know demolition, is that no one just allowed it to happen. The investigation has, however, been allowed to become cruelly protracted. Those responsible for the investigation have dragged their heels. Those in authority have allowed them to do so. Now, I I do want to get to the into the chat. Today's show is not about me. It's about those that died, their families in the wider industry, that those deaths are impacted. But I would very much like to draw a comparison. I've mentioned in the past the fact that there was a similar incident in Ohio in the States in which two demolition workers were killed. But I've previously noted that their bodies were recovered in a matter of weeks, not months, and that the entire incident was investigated, prosecuted, and brought to a close in under 18 months. But that's America, and maybe they do things differently over there. So instead, I'd like to draw a comparison to a UK incident that I'm sure many of you will remember. On the 27th of January 2023, a lady called Nicola Bully disappeared while walking her dog at St. Michael's On Wire in Lancashire in the UK. Lancashire Constabulary said there was no evidence of either suspicious activity or third-party involvement in the disappearance, and they quickly stated that their working hypothesis was that she had fallen into the river wire. However, an extensive search of the river and the surrounding land involving police officers, helicopters, sniffer dogs, and uh, drones found no body. Some were concerned that her body may have been carried downstream to the estuary at Mulcon Bay, some 13 miles away, and possibly even out into the Irish Sea. However, on the 19th of February, Nicola Bully's body was found in the river, about one mile down stru- downstream of Saint Michael's on Wire. The inquest, which concluded in June 2023, determined that Bully's death was due to accidental drowning. Now, the police in that case were widely criticised for their handling of that case. But even though the search area they had to contend with could have been many, many square miles, they recovered the lady's body in less than a month. They delivered their findings in a matter of weeks, and the resulting inquest was done and dusted less than four months later. And they did all of that, even though there were no witnesses and no physical evidence with which to work. Thames Valley Police and the Health and Safety Executive have thousands of tonnes of physical evidence and dozens, possibly even hundreds of witnesses. And yet eight years on, they have failed to present any findings whatsoever. And while Lancashire Police were widely criticised for their handling of the Nicola Bully case, Thames Valley Police seems to have been given a free pass over Didcot. There's no criticism, no public inquiry, no officers falling on their swords or being held to account. Now, what conclusions can you draw from all of that? Maybe the police investigating Nicola Bully's disappearance were better funded, better supported, or just plain better than those investigating the Didcot disaster. Maybe it's easier to find and recover a body from miles of water than it is to recover four from a few hundred square metres of mangled steel. Or you could, like me, conclude that if you want an accident investigated quickly and the findings to be published just as fast, It's better for the victim to be an attractive, blonde, female financial advisor and not a demolition worker. As they have done in, well, with each passing anniversary, Thames Valley Police have issued a statement to coincide with the 8th anniversary. As we've come to expect, it says a lot while saying basically nothing at all. But I will read it very quickly for you now. Today marks the 8th anniversary of the partial collapse at Didcot Power Station in 2016, which claimed the lives of four men. An investigation into the collapse is ongoing with Thames Valley Police leading a joint inquiry with the health, health and Safety Executive. The dedicated investigation team, which was put in place immediately after the collapse at Didcot, continues to investigate uh, offences of corporate manslaughter, gross negligence manslaughter, and health and safety offences. Ben Snuggs, Deputy Chief Constable of Thames Valley Police, said, As always, our thoughts remain with the families of Mick Collins. Ken Cresswell, Chris Huxtable and John Shaw following the loss of their loved ones. Thames Valley Police together with the Health and Safety Executive remains totally committed to rigorously investigating the collapse and I'm very conscious of the time it's taking to investigate those circumstances. We maintain regular contact with the families and continue to provide updates and support through our dedicated family liaison officers and investigations team. This investigation is significant and complex with vast amounts of witness, digital and physical evidence, and we continue to make good progress with further suspect and key witness interviews. We are also in close liaison with the Crown Prosecution Service and continue to provide appropriate updates to key stakeholders and interested parties. It is our responsibility and duty to investigate thoroughly, following all reasonable lines of inquiry, and we will do everything we can to provide answers to the... to the families and I'm pretty sure that's um, basically what they said last year and the year before and the year before that and the year before that Uh, the National Federation of Demolition Contractors has also issued uh, a statement, it's only one paragraph in length but I'm not going to read it mainly because it seems to be worded primarily to avoid upsetting the HSE with whom they spent most of 2023 all cosy and nice If you want to see it, go over to some of the other media who have reproduced it in the apparent belief that that the NFDC is somehow relevant these days. I've already offered my condolences to the families of the four men that were killed on that terrible day. And and I'm not not a religious person, but honestly, I'm just praying that one of these days in the not too distant future, you will get some form of comfort, some form of closure. I've, I've spoken endlessly about the impact that this day has had on this industry of ours. So I'd like to finish the show with a message to the men and the women of Thames Valley Police and the Health and Safety Executive. On this day, eight years ago, four men were killed at the Didcot A Power Station. They died needlessly. They died providing for their families and their loved ones. And they died doing their jobs now do yours please do yours